The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I am Art. And Brian will be joining us momentarily. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Sunday edition. How the hell are you guys doing? What's happening? Doing well. My leg's still sore from our uh, K rally, but yeah. I'm, I'm hanging in there. K legs. You know, I, yeah, I told you. K legs. I think I, <laughs> I said that. And then uh, Richard Chen said, you got to do Kegel exercises. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which oh. I don't know if it would help my ankle toe <laughs> uh, area, but, uh, you know, it's nice to know that he's thinking of us. Where does kale yeah. fit into this mix? Is there something there? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kale salad. Uh, welcome, like Brian. Did you guys start? Yeah. Yep. Just started. My name's, my name's Brian. Hey, Hi. welcome. We're just talking about Kegel exercises. Oh, do you do them? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm kind of glad you said no. That'd be weird if you're yep. like, well, fuck you, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to know, if you want to learn, um, Croc GT4 can show you. I hear he's a, an expert. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> look at his face. Brian had the, this look on his face like he just ate a lemon. He's like, oh. Uh, heard yes. that Croc does Kegel exercises? I didn't know that. The teacher. Know, um, yeah, so K-Car was in action. Uh, I think we have a couple little updates to get to. Um, yeah, so you guys went on a one race. rally, man. K-Car rally. Rally, man. Yeah, yeah. Rallyman. Rally rallyman. Yeah, it was uh it was really cool. Clark at Roundcat Racing put together a little drive of only K cars. K cars and trucks. And he happens to own like forty two <laughs> K-, K trucks. <laughs> yeah, and then and then a Honda S eight hundred. Yeah. Um so he uh Clark is cornering the market on K trucks. Accessories, yeah, Honda Actis in particular, right? And uh, has literally, I think he has ten or no, eight. More, there was more than that. There was a, uh, there was like twelve there when we were there, and I think he had one somewhere else. So. Right, and he has one in Tokyo that's just yeah. stationed there. That's the brand new one in yeah. red, huh. which is pretty cool. But uh, safe to say, he's uh, quite fond of these these machines, mm-hmm. and they're funky little vehicles. I gotta say, it's uh, it was very. Uh, interesting driving one of these, uh, all day. And, uh, I can also safely say that I don't fit well. And also, uh, Lane had the regular cab. I had the big cab truck, um, <laughs> which added a window behind, like between, <laughs> by the B pillar, like literally it's this a big. four inch Two, window, three inch window maybe. Yeah. If that, yeah. Um, no extra leg room. So. Yeah, I mean it was uh, so, it was a really fun day. What, so so set, it a, set it up a little bit. So where? Yeah. So where so, and and how long was this event? Like in so it was the Roundcat Rally or yeah, Roundcat Rally is what he called it. So all K vehicles, 
Um, we started at Clark's shop here on the west side of Santa Cruz in the morning. It was just Warren, Clark, and I. We each took um, our respective K trucks. And so how I does this work? 19... Do you stand there on, with a lazy Susan and you spin it and then just like exactly. kind of take it off the shelf? It was like yeah. one of those Carvana um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. elevators. Yeah. yeah. So I had the one with like the cool kind of uh, the cool livery. Um like a bunch of it's very nineties looking. And it's a six wheel nineteen ninety-five Acti um to Honda Acti with I believe it had five hundred and something kilometers on the odometer when Whoa. I took it out. Dang. So uh like brand new. I returned it with like eight hundred kilometers, so like you know, or something like that. So like almost doubled the miles or you know. Um and the detail on that that six wheel look, it's only two of the wheels are driven, and then you're supposed yeah. to attach like a tank tread, rubber Trans. tank tread, oh. to the other wheel is like just an idler, basically. Interesting. Oh, okay. Like, so, but it, or load it bearing, actually, right? So it actually works for weight to carry yeah. more shit. Yeah. So, exactly. So but we're talking. So it's not like these are all 660 cc, right? Yes. And uh, I'm 95, so that, was that a carbureted or fuel-injected one? Uh, carbureted. So what is that, 45 horsepower maybe? I do not know the horsepower. I didn't look that up, but I know it uh, had a whole hard time starting every time I would oh, want to start it. You, It would want to use the choke, basically. Okay. Um, but you could kind of like just sit there and idle it for 10 seconds and be fine. But How um, was the right-hand drive for you guys? Is that the first time driving right-hand drive? It's not I'm my first time, bit. but... It was uh, it was definitely something to get used to, but once you get used to it, I mean, it was like I, I kind of got a little bit used to it after a, you know, after half an hour, and it was mm. not too bad. Is at it all. manual transmission or automatic? Yeah, manual. Uh, manual. Manuals. So mine had a four-speed manual. Warren's had a five-speed. Uh, yeah, mine was. Mine also had a. Uh, like, I don't know if this is government mandated, but at uh, eighty-five kilometers an hour. A chime went off, ding, 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 and I texted Clark as we were driving because I, the minute we got on the highway, um, it started happening. I'm like, am I did I do something wrong? Is it the choke? Am I in the wrong gear? Like, he's like, oh, lol, that's the uh, the speed limit in Japan, and they <laughs> have chimes in these cars. In huh. some of the even higher end cars, like the Toyota Crowns and stuff, according to Richard Chen, also have this chime, and they're very hard to uh, get rid of. So Lane's truck didn't have it. I don't know if Clark's newer one did because he was in a 2019 uh, Honda Acti. But mine dinged the entire time I was over whatever speed limit that is. And oh, it doesn't. It hour. doesn't just chime and go away. It, it as long no, as it's you're on the entire. Once you're over 85 kilometers an hour, it stays on. That's annoying. That's super annoying. Yeah. So that's the idea. <laughs> you just annoy people into following the speed limit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, that's one way to do it, I guess. But, uh, I just lived with it for sure. Um, but yeah, as far as driving right-hand drive, I've driven a little bit, not long trips like this, but, um, immediately backing up and I, you're, I feel like my muscles have just grown naturally to look over my right shoulder to look back mm -hmm. and you can't do that. It doesn't work at all. So now you're like, it's kind of like writing with your left hand, you know, and it feels super awkward. And then, um, taking a turn, like a left-hand turn onto a street, you're, I was putting the car like in the center of the road mm -hmm. because I'm used to having my body right. 
towards the left. Luckily, of the, lane, the car's so. tiny, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that and I was is thinking about a big that part of it. I'm like, dude, if you're driving a bus, right-hand drive, like it would be way harder. Yeah. Um, so then that's, that was quickly, you know, you figure out that pretty quickly and then shifting. I mean, my left hand's obviously not dominant, so I'm having to kind of learn. I, at least I know how to drive a manual, obviously. So yeah, I, I know shifting the wasn't that hard. Shifting is not that hard though. Yeah. I got used to it pretty quick, but, um, those are the three things that were like yeah. a little it, funky, but it, the hardest thing for me is just like positioning your place yourself on the road. And then we drove Mount Hamilton, which is, I have never driven Mount Hamilton before, but it's like a, that seems really ambitious. That's like a very steep it, road, right? It's not yeah. very steep at all. Oh, okay. Um, but it is very twisty and it is such a narrow road, dude. Like I can't believe like that's one of Ruben's favorite roads and he takes his GT three out there. It just, did you go, the, did you go down me, the dude. back? Did you go down no, the we back? We just went up to the observatory. Oh, okay. Cause the back is where it opens up. It's like 58. Yeah. Yeah, we just went to the observatory and then turned around. Um, barely any, I mean, even for a, a K car, it was like super tight in the in the lane. And you you approached like oncoming traffic, and the people up there are just like so scared. They're like stop in the road and wait for cars to go by. Like and there's a center line, and, and there's a center line, and it was very odd. And we're in the tiniest vehicles ever, but. Um, yeah, I so had we, a hard the hard thing for me, I your your legs, like I was saying in the on the previous podcast, but your knees are up at your chest essentially. And you have to have your your foot extended as far up as it can go to reach the pedals. Um if if you guys know what I'm saying, because yeah, you're yeah. so tight, you're so close, and you have to have your so you have to have your foot extended up towards your knee, basically as far as it can go, and then you're struggling with like having to from that position having to pick your foot up, which your leg up, which it doesn't really want to go any further, and uh, like my knee kept I would hit the turn signal stock was which is on the opposite side like a BMW 2002, and then. Uh, I had a hard time like going gas to brakes. So it would take me a little. It was kind of sketch to like drive the those roads because I didn't have like a. It was hard to get onto the brake and get to the gas and and all that and kind of. And then on on the on my drive home, I was like feeling like I was going to cramp up. And dude, I was just like fucking. I was just like I was just working through it like so hard, just trying to like move my leg as much as I could breathing like, exercises, you know, breathing exercises, dude, it was so intense going over highway 17. Dang. Um, I, That's and gnarly. then I got home, I did get home that night and I like sat on the couch. I had my computer and I put my leg up and I just fucking gnarly cramped up. I was like, Oh, I was like, Heidi, Heidi, give me the icy hot. Give me the icy hot. <laughs> oh my and I was God, like, dude. it was, so, yeah. I was telling Lane, like we've gotten to the age now where he needs to stretch before he goes driving, you know, like that's yeah. basically where things are at. Yeah. Um, so we, we left from Santa Cruz. We drove over highway 17, slow lane, obvious. Um, and then we met everyone at, uh, in San Jose, which was, uh, Richard Chen, and Todd, what's his Richard Instagram? in his uh, Honda Beat, Honda Beat, yeah, which is very cool. Todd, Todd in his mini fire truck, which is yep. super it's a cool. Suzuki, I believe. It's a Daihatsu, I think. Oh, is it? Okay, I think so. Gosh, Wh- which I'm one? not sure, but yeah, uh, the Todd, fire truck. Todd's fire oh, truck, cool. a little mini yeah. one. 
Um, the other guy, I forgot his first name, but he was in a Suzuki. Uh, do you know what that's called, Lane? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's an Asa- uh, Um, It is called. But the Alto? Yeah, Alto. Dude, those are so Alto. cool. Alto so works. That thing is rad. And you could. it looks like you could put the seats back. And if you can't, you could put extended rails or something. But. And this backseat folds on flat, so it's actually pretty usable as a mm-hmm. car. I mean, Lane and I were looking at that thing as probably the most versatile car on the rally. Like, you could actually make a case for one of those. Dude, there's yeah, so no, cool. The ergonomics is not a concern in, in one of the cars, right? No. Right. I think it's way better. Especially way that better. one with rear seats and stuff. I mean, yeah. and that thing's a turbo, too. It probably, like, moves a little bit, you know, has a little bit of power. The funniest uh, part of that is Instagram he, is schoolbus underscore Bob if you want to check it out. Schoolbus Bob, yeah, and he um, bought it on Bring a Trailer kind of on a whim. He wasn't mm-hmm. really into K cars or anything. He just liked it and bought it and has been kind of learning how to work on it and use it and stuff. It's pretty, pretty cool. It just That's seems like one of those cars that, that you would almost have to have an in somehow already right yeah. like that's kind of so, todd's thing with the fire truck too hmm. he's like you know he's like he just kept saying like it's kind of crazy that we're on i'm on this rally with and then we were driving these like cake like i would <laughs> never have pictured this like what got me to this like this <laughs> right. position in life basically you know yeah uh, and then with todd and richard was uh daniel Wu in uh an s800 uh i don't know what year it is but it's an s800 coupe SEMA build. I'm sure everyone's probably seen the car, but, um, nice guy and, uh, cool to see that car moving. I was actually following him up the hill. Um, and just, yeah, really neat car, super well built. Um, And those cars actually, those things rev out to like 9,000 or whatever. So dude, right. that that Alto works that um, that you were talking about. Um, that is such a cool car. Like back in the day, I was yeah. really into those because they have an all-wheel drive version, so they're mm. tunable. Obviously, it's an it's it's a turbo, as Lane mentioned. They're turbo intercooled, and they rev to about nine grand. And so it's like a little all-wheel drive rally mobile. That's it's a, like tiny. And they're super cool, and they look rad too. They, there's all kinds of cool aero kits yeah. and shit that you can get in Japan for them. Dude, and, um, they have cool seats. Um, yeah, dude. So there was a like there the was seats a, say turbo on them and stuff they're so cool there was a model, this crazy plaque like like my favorite one was that it was the rs and they made like very few of them i think i want to say like i don't know I, I'm, I'm gonna miss i don't know they're made 80 or 50 who knows but they were a homologation uh special and they had no rear seat um they had like it was all lightweight like it, as you can imagine like super stripped down and already these are they weigh nothing right Dude. um and it was basically like a race spec one with bucket seats it might have even had a half cage i can't remember but it had a cool aero package and it had like you know how you when you go on um on the freeway like you'll see like the, like big semi trucks that have like the little wings that come out the back of the mm-hmm. of the trailer to like for aerodynamics they have little spoilers like that on the back that taper right. inwards hmm. um but yeah those are super rad i was really excited to see that one so I'll post it later, but there's a, a big plaque on the side of this car on the um, on the rocker panel, basically, and it and it and it's a huge plaque, and it says Twin Cam 12 Intercooler Turbo, and then it says Works huge, and it says We offer the ultimate works to those who real who really appreciate performance. Keep on moving, Suzuki. That's awesome. That's all written on the side of the car, dude. So it's about English. this big by the rear tire. About like 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 eight inches by six inches tall. Yeah. That's rad. Very cool. And I, so I confirmed, uh, too, with Clark that uh, 
so the, I remember the name Alto Works from Gran Turismo, and that's like when you start going down oh, the yeah. license. Like that's yeah. the the club racing that you have to do, and so a lot of people that's will probably right. remember this tiny little buzzy car. Uh, the name right. totally sounded familiar, and he confirmed that. Yeah, that that is. Yeah, yeah. So to to cap it off, uh, the last car was arguably the most impressive. Um, Richard Chen knew a guy from Honda. Uh, his name's Nick. Um, I can't remember what his Instagram is, but. Uh, he works for Honda's R and D, uh, office in Mountain View and they have JDM cars. And this was a newer Honda S660, uh, in like kind of a pearl white over black and red interior thing was so cool to see. I mean, just the, the scale, the details, um, the simplicity, but then like really cool stylistically. I mean, it was like, seeing a show car on the road and something that we'll never get, you know, just we'll never make a case for anything like this in the U S but, yeah. um, really rad. So, Very, and it was super refined, like the interior, like looked really nice and well put together. And then the cool thing is like, you know, we're, we've been around driven Honda, the new Honda type, like civic type R and stuff. It, it has the same kind of egg crate grills in the back, like little, but they're all functional, right? They're all, all the cutouts are cut out. And then it has these side scoops, and they actually go directly into the engine. Um, yeah, like so mid engine high, and yeah, yeah, everything was functional, and everything was like the details were pretty amazing on it. Like I feel like there was more details on that thing than there is like a way more on that than there is like even a new NSX, right? Whoa, dude! So did you guys really know cool. that they um, in Japan? This is kind of nutty, but people do like an NSX front on those cars. Like the it's. I'd, uh, it's so I'm not surprised yeah, it, it fits because it looks like it yeah, aesthetically it works really well <laughs> it's kind of funny yeah yeah i was telling richard i'm like dude this is like your baby nsx you need to get one of these things but uh, i'm sure they're very difficult to get in like everyone who saw that picture on our instagram was basically asking how the hell that get here you yeah. know where's that from but literally and they're, fr- they're from super Honda. expensive for a kick car they're like around 20 grand us yeah um, brand new yeah. Brand new. Dang. But 660, uh, you know, CCs. So they're they're probably not super fast. Um, but, man, it looked amazing. I just love the styling of it so much. Yeah, I'm and flipping through pictures right now. It's really cool. They're that's so cool. And that's, you know, factory stock. So I can imagine a tuner gets a hold of that. Like, imagine a Spoon S660. There's a Mugen one. A Mugen. Yeah, yeah. perfect. That that's what you want right so we we were like kind of talking about like they should bring these here and then clark asked uh nick if he could sit in it and clark's like probably like he's right six around foot. six feet and he's pretty thin and he got in his head was sticking above <laughs> the, the the basically the roll bar by like about an inch or so so like basically his head was hitting wouldn't hit the seat it had to be four like yeah it just didn't work basically so yeah um yeah no, no bueno. I know. And I'm sure there's workarounds, but everything in the car is just so small and uh, not meant and for... And it's so polished, right? It has this huge, huge, like, tall center console, and then the seat's, like, pretty narrow, and it just... You don't even need, like, a crazy bucket because you have this tall center console, and then you have the door, and you just... It's like you're in this killer little crevasse, yeah. as yeah. I would say. Crevasse, yeah. My name is Warren. I am Lane. 
And we are here to talk to you about Copart, a new sponsor of the Driving While Awesome podcast. We are excited to have them on board because these guys are perfect for anyone looking for salvage cars. They have a lot of used cars, like new, slightly damaged vehicles, and even stuff from rental companies like Enterprise, Hertz, Avis, and Rent-A-Car. We know Brian's always looking for a minivan. Copart may be the perfect place to find that minivan, and it's an auction. So you get good photos. Uh, you kind of know what you're getting, unlike some of these Craigslist ads and whatnot. Um, they even have some kind of hard-to-find cars, right, Lane? Yeah, they have uh, K trucks, like the uh, trucks that Warren and I drove on the recent Round Cat Rally um, where we drove some Honda Acties, and they have a little uh, Warren searched Mitsubishi and found a little Mitsubishi K truck dump truck actually we all know that auctions are kind of taking over here in the online world and these guys have a mobile app um 100 online auctions uh, once you get signed up it's pretty easy to search for your vehicles jump right into auctions you can even save your searches and get email alerts for a specific vehicle which is super useful um, and people aren't picking these cars apart before they're sold. This is, you buy the entire car, it's what you see is what you get. So, yeah. you know, when you go to pick and pull or pick apart uh, junkyard stuff, you get there and you think you're going to have a car left and all that's, you know, remaining is maybe the frame and uh, some old, I don't know, what's what's in the bottom of seats these I, days? I don't know, but I recently went to a, a pick and pull to try and find parts and, and uh, I basically wasted three and a half hours of my time because <laughs> the car go. had literally nothing on it. So had one go. tail light and it was cracked. But uh, oh, with this, perfect. this is the perfect thing for someone also. Like if you're swap, if you're doing an LS swap or any kind of swap, you buy the whole car, you're buying the ECU, you're buying the transmission, you know, you're buying all these parts. If you want to swap all these parts into a different car, or if you just want to rebuild said car, you know, it might just, you know, some of these cars might have really minor damage or even, no damage at all, really. But uh, right, yeah. And a lot of our listeners are quite savvy with rebuilds and refurbishing cars. So, what better place to look than uh, Copart? And you may find the perfect example of your car that needs a little love uh, for a lot less. So, check out Copart.com, and uh, I would say bid with confidence. Joining Copart is easy and affordable. Usually memberships start at less than $5 a month, but we're giving our listeners an additional $20 off the basic membership. Go to copart.com slash DWA to get your special offer. That's copart.com slash DWA. Find your next vehicle for less at Copart. But he was cool, and he he said he hadn't driven the car much, so it was probably its longest journey in the in the states that it had been on. So what's the deal? He's so, with like Honda R and D or something, or what, what? Yeah, they have an office in Mountain View that does his particular thing as uh, driver interface. So uh, Apple CarPlay integration, um, safety features, stuff like that. I uh-huh. think they kind of dabble in in all sorts of stuff, but. Um, yeah, so we're hoping that he brings some other JDM uh, only vehicles that are very interesting to DWA over here, and uh, there's rumors of that possibly happening. On so the internet, stay tuned or? on the on the Iraqs and whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was the crew. That was uh, let's see, three trucks. So Clark and Jen in the 2019 uh, blue Acti, Lane and I in individual trucks we got the mini fire truck the suzuki alto the honda beat 
Daniel Wu in the S800 and the S660 from Honda. So yeah, we're not forgetting anything. Okay. I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Um, it was great though. And Clark led the way up to the the uh, observatory. Really nice day. It was like 65 degrees and sunny. Uh, we need the rain, but what can you do? And um, then we cruised back down, and uh, the three of us kind of broke off from the pack after a little while. And I went on a road I'd never been on before, um, back into San Jose, which was cool. We got to get back up in that zone. And then uh, we had some burritos on the tailgates and cruised all the way back, back to Santa Cruz. It was really, really fun. And so much attention, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not used to that in any car. And usually if it is attention, it'll be in like a fast car, you know, something more um, ostentatious and obvious. But this is a different type of enthusiasm. Like we passed mm. some kids that were smoking weed up in the hills <laughs> yeah. and then they then they raced down to catch us <laughs> and they were doing the Kyron Barrett thing out the window oh, wow. taking pictures of our little trio. And then they had another a DSLR guy, too. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. And another guy's honking at us and his Honda pilot, um, dudes on the highway giving me thumbs up, like wives of drivers taking pictures of the cars. Um, <laughs> I mean, it Throwing was very, panties at us and stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like Tom Jones. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's just such a, it's a very innocent car. You know, it's like a little toy that everyone, yeah. it kind of brings a smile to everyone's face. So. Yeah. And the, everyone's Cute. like, what the hell is that thing too? Right. And it's, we're sitting on the wrong side and, um, and then mine has six wheels and graphics, <laughs> and graphics all over right. it, you know? And mine has hella lights on a roll bar oh, above yeah. the cab. Four you know? hella lights on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So and, and, not and hella lights. lights. Could you, I know, could you guys ever see yourselves Santa. owning one? Well, due to the uh, uncomfortable nature of driving it, like Lane said, yeah, like it's I like said. If, you, if you sit on a bench all the way upright and back to the very back of the bench, and then you put your feet flat on the ground and then try to lift your toes up yeah. to the sky. Like that's what you're doing the entire time. So you'd have There's to no justify your legs it as out. a just around town going down to the driveway Even that, to get the mail. It's, like, it's, it's just not comfortable. I mean, if it was a little more comfortable, if I was smaller, I could totally justify it because they are pretty reasonable, you know, pretty inexpensive. Right. They're, they, they actually drive pretty nice, I thought. Um, they handle yeah, pretty good they for what they are good. and they're pretty smooth. I, I didn't think it was uncomfortable going 60 miles an hour on the highway either. It was, like, totally fine. Um, and uh, they have a big bed, dude. Like, the bed is a good size. It's not yeah. super deep or anything. but And you can put stakes in it. The sides fold down, so it's a full-on flatbed, mm -hmm. you know, like the old VW um, trucks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, super versatile, like, little package and pretty rad, like, for dump runs or, you know, for, for taking over, like, the Mighty Maxes position yeah, right totally it, and you could go to cars and coffee in it and all this stuff and um it's a it's a really cool little thing it's just like uh, it needs like six inches more leg room uh you know yeah. to be it's very really anything. very uh similar to driving a van again too as far as the the view out the windows the how the thing steers and turns because you are sitting over the front wheel mm. you know like the like the van yeah. so that and very very similar to that and, oh, nobody, and it's all-wheel drive the one I was doing was all-wheel drive, and it it had some good stick, dude. Like you know, I feel like you could kind of you could throw it around. And it didn't feel uncomfortable. Um, the steering felt nice too. It was more like '90s Honda car steering as totally. opposed to like a truck, you know. Mm -hmm. Totally. 
and no one had a van. Do you guys think that the van would be a little bit more livable because maybe you could scoot the seat back yeah. further? You could totally. definitely like Jimmy rig something, right? I think the van is the way to go. Like that's probably what I would go with yeah. if yeah. I were to buy a K car. Other than a car, like an AutoZam, if I had the money, or right. you know, maybe the Suzuki Alto. My, I mean, I still am hung up on right-hand drive. I just don't think it's practical for like what we do and stuff. But um, a van would be cool. I really, and they look I really great. like they have the, the van, same. Yeah. I yeah. know they have the same front end and they're mid-engine, which is so weird to think about. Um, it's a mid-engine truck or van. Mid-engine, yeah. all-wheel drive <laughs> in yeah. some cases. I guess and turbo, uh, too. They, and, di- and turbo. And they make diesels, too. Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, you probably wouldn't want that. Um, right. Yeah, it seems yeah. pretty sweet. I mean, that the van would be, you know, you don't get the utility of the bed, but just for hustling the family around town, like kind of entertaining and yeah. and you still get all those house. all those like um all those points right that you're talking about like it's still a tiny weird little thing and you can take it to a yeah. cool event and i mean it's going to get as much attention as any supercar right because it's cool and unique here totally whereas like, like yeah, imagine four do... guys falling out of that thing yeah. and it's and it's, it's totally and it's the opposite <laughs> of like ostentatious or pretentious it's just like a fun like whimsical little thing right which is cool too as you're saying it's all positive vibes um i i, exactly. I would love to, to rock one of those yeah like if you yeah. know if you it would be a great little like go to the beach with your family thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like some like a little van. That's the dream, right? Yeah, be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And parking's easy, and they get decent mileage. You know, miles per gallon. It depends on. on so the one that I drove, um, you know, I I drove it in, 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 on different occasions, but one time I drove it about twenty miles around trip on the on the highway, and I was. I could see the fucking, <laughs> I can see the gas gauge dropping, right? Because like, and this is oh, the turbo yeah. one. It was a Vamos turbo all-wheel drive. Um, so I think in that case, you know, whereas like uh, maybe the other ones are a little more economical than the naturally aspirated ones, but um, they don't well, want to be at 7,500 RPM, you know, like <laughs> at night. Well, you at, also have to think the tank's probably like five, four gallons or something. So, you know, so you're dealing with like, you're probably not getting that horrible of gas mileage. It's more like... It's just such a small tank. Yeah, yeah, that's you know that's true. Saying? I don't like, remember. So, so your your rate, like, because even this, we were getting good gas mileage, but like, I filled it up and it was fifteen dollars. Mm. So it, you know, like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it was like going down pretty, you know, rapidly. But it's because I had no fuel in the fucking. <laughs> yeah, because they're all, tiny. You know? Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. That was good. Yeah, it was, yeah, good it was fun. It was, we'll it was do definitely it again, an experience. Yeah, I would love to do it again. And um, I kind of want to get a K car now, and we can participate. Like we should all, <laughs> like yeah, eventually let's we get, auto, get your auto Zam. Get we'll all, we we should all get our, yeah, our dream K cars. Get a little rally van and uh, put some uh, you know livery, livery, and then some race buckets in the back. You know, I, I would livery it up like one of those Iveco, like the Dakar uh, Perry Free Dakar oh. rally uh, rigs, but like a tiny little one. You know. <laughs> What if they're, we did it like the Renault Espace? Oh, Espace. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Espace. Uh, there or you do there is one that Clark had sold to like a wine wine company or something in Santa Cruz. And uh, that is the perfect little vehicle for that. Like if you're a, like, you know, you have a winery or something and like keeping at your tasting room and putting totally. all the wine in, doing deliveries. Like yeah. it's it's a pretty, pretty cool little like and a van would be perfect, too, because it's a great. A van's a great like poster board, anyways. You know, an advertisement piece, and then you th- throw on top that it's not a normal van, and you could like kind of fit it anywhere. 
It's kind of yeah. perfect, it, dude. Yeah, it has more curb appeal and takes up less space. Yep. Yeah. And like really, it. they're more refined than like a Econoline or oh, any of those things. Way more. You know, those yeah. things suck. The, build quality is yeah. like pretty high on these. Build build quality and utility, like uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So um, yeah, it was like it was like getting in a new S class, getting in the nine forty four, and driving home though. No, <laughs> in terms all, of yeah, all that being everything. Said. <laughs> yeah, sounds. I mean, great like, idea though. I mean, it'd be cool to almost do like a that but off-road right a lot of these are little four by four so doing like a little hollister thing or something with like little tiny cans or cane rigs yeah yeah could be it cool could be really cool yeah. well and this you know the one i drove had clark took the tracks off the night before so that thing oh you know that thing would be pretty sweet on like like tahoe snow or something but i don't think you can go more than 15 miles an hour with the tracks so. yeah that's yeah yeah Dude, so it's for going up steep hills. I'm just looking at for Honda Acti vans, you know, whatever car, you know, whatever comes up first uh, in the U.S. Um, uh, older than 25 years, which I I don't even know. Does it matter? Even uh, probably not. They're they're actually very similar up until like five years ago. They yeah, they were all carbed until carbureted. like a couple years ago. So if yeah. you get an 85 versus a 2005, it's almost the exact oh, same. Oh, really? Car. So these ones yeah. back in 96 are $1,000. <laughs> or, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Total price at a port. This is on the East Coast. They're at 4000 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Brian, yeah. and you know who's actually starting to sell these quite a bit? They have a whole category now, Copart. Like they actually have a dedicated oh, JDM really? category and no it's way. a lot of these types of rigs. It's like it's they're they almost like market them as like kind of ranch trucks or like mm -hmm. compound kind of trucks, right? Not because they're not really street legal like some of these. Mm -hmm. So um I don't know, it's kind of kind of cool. You can find a bunch of them there. So one interesting thing about the one I was driving, it's the Acti Crawler is the one I was driving, which is that six wheel thing. Yeah. Um so those in Japan, they're registered as they're straight up like farm vehicles hmm. and they're not dry. You can't register them to drive on the roads. Hmm. Um, they can't be like a, so that's why they, all the crawlers have like super low miles. Cause like mm. something will have, they'll just, they only drive them around like a ranch or something. So this one, that's why this one only had like 600 kilometers on it. Yeah. Um, and first gear in mind, it's a four speed. First gear was like the shortest gear I've ever felt, and it mm. took me till like the drive home. I'm like, oh, okay. Start Starting in second. second was perfect, <laughs> yeah. and you know, because before I was getting in an intersection, I would be in third gear by the time I got through the intersection. Whoa, yeah, it's like for crawling around stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see one of these being an alternative to a side by side, like around around the ranch, mm. right? Or right, what, yeah. if you have property. Uh, you get a side by side. This would be maybe a cooler option and cheaper, actually. Yeah, less like less uh, fun for going out and just ripping, though. Right. right. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't really do that. Right. It would be just for around the ranch, basically. Yeah. 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 Like the it would be a replacement for like the John Deere customer. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you could modify them to have a little more suspension and little knobby tires and mm -hmm. yeah. You know, kind of make them what you want yeah 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 i like that who's the guy that has the marlboro livery one uh, uh, uh ryan eversley eversley yeah 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 that thing's so rad and that's the perfect example it's like that's a van right 
It's a van. People yeah. people have them as pit vehicles, like instead at racetracks, oh, they'll yeah. load right, them into right. their car trailer and they'll yeah. truck tires and gas around. Yeah, there's that famous uh, one that we've <laughs> taken pictures of. Every time I go to Laguna Seca, I take a picture of it. But it's it's like a roadster truck. Like they chop the top and everything, mm-hmm. and it's open cockpit, just little utility barger, and they put like little. Uh, Enkai wheels oh, on it nice. and some slicks and stuff. It's super rad. Yeah, they it's do. Like a replacement yeah, uh, for Cushman or something, but yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. At Thunderhill, they use one of these, the pickups, and they go around picking up the trash and everything, and it's been there forever. Right. Exactly. One Warren drove had like, um, what, what, Toyo Proxy tires or something? Or what oh, have? yeah. I saw AO32Rs. Yeah. Like those are popular yeah. on Mini yeah. Coopers and stuff. Yeah. Those are rad. And the, the wheels are cool too. I don't know anything about them, but you had like Yankees on yours or which ones did you have? They look like, like a Pac Man characters. Oh, yeah. right. I forget. It's like a French name, Painted. right? Like, yeah, yeah. They were JDM, but they're, and it's like almost like a flat disc, a white one, right? Yeah. I forget yeah, what they're called. Like only like it's two like quarters pink and of turquoise it. blocks. Yeah. Yeah. He has yeah. like, Super cool collection of little like ten inch wheels or whatever these They're are. They're so cool. Yeah, that is the benefit rad. of these things too. Is like, yeah, you you want to collect cars? Well, here's one you can have like a six pack. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it takes up the same room as like your you know name your big big car. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's crazy. a really good point, man. I kind of that's I, I really I mean I'm, I got really excited after seeing it, especially the Alto Works because that I used to love those things. Like I could squeeze one in because right now with the Cayenne in the garage, like we have like all these like all this like built in cabinetry on the sides and like I can't yeah. I can't squeeze anything in. So like a, a, a little K car would totally fit in there. <laughs> I think the Alto Works would be a genuinely fun car to have. Yeah, for I think sure. you could use it around town. Like you go grocery shopping, you pick up uh, some food, cruise back home. Like it's such a little runabout. Yeah, you for know? sure. A little mini GTI. Totally. And Just there's a bunch of them. There's, the there's Daihatsu. Right there's all like basically all the Japanese companies made like a competitor in that cat in that class, like little mini hot hatches. You know, there's a bunch of different yeah, ones. Subaru has one. Yeah, there's the Honda City Turbos, which are a little bit bigger, obviously. But then there's there's also another one below that. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, there's a bunch of a bunch of cool little ones. Yeah, the Subaru one that we had at uh, Is City Vegas. Turbo the one that came with or uh, option to put the Moto Compo on Right. There? Those are so yeah. cool. Yeah, with the little bulldog little fenders so and yeah. But yeah, I went. I went on a, a little drive. I hadn't gone out for a while either. I mean, as you guys know, I've been on, on lockdown. But I um, met up with Ruben and uh, did some of our old favorites and um, hit up some of the roads that I hadn't driven in a while after because of the fire. You know, like um, also were, had been closed forever. Some remained closed, but it was pretty intense up there, man. I mean, like it's it's weird. You know, like you, you you're we're all familiar with the area. You know, and like there's like massive clearings, you know, where like you, it was super lush. Then now it's just like, like they basically went in there and a lot of the, there were, there was actually quite a bit of construction in certain areas where they were actually just taking down a bunch of dead trees along the roadway. And, um, and so you have, you could see into properties and it's like burnt down skeletons of like, you know, cars and houses and garages and shops and, it's kind of gnarly dude. Like, um, I actually, I mean, I spotted like some, you know, little trucks and stuff, but like, um, after we stopped to take some pictures, uh, Ruben's like, Hey, did you notice the, like the, the short wheelbase, like nine twelve or nine eleven back there? And I'm like, no, he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I've driven past here, I guess a couple of times. And he's seen some like really cool stuff that was burnt up there. So, but yeah, it's weird, you know, it's surreal. Like, and also you feel kind of bad. Like it's, it's very like striking to take pictures there, but like, I don't want to be like, Hey, check out this burnt out like forest and people dying and shit up here. You know, it's like, it's yeah. more like, like, look at this is intense. It sucks, you know, but it's, it is coming back though. Like it was crazy. Like you can see, and I mean, it's well known that, you know, 
you I guess that, that when 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 a forest burns, you know, typically it, it something happens to the soil, right? I don't know the details, the nutrients or whatever what what goes in there, but it helps sort of re- rejuvenate it, right, and renew yeah, it. Yeah, it's and, the natural way of yeah rejuvenating. Yeah, and the, the and land, so basically. and so yeah, like you could have areas where it's like already pretty lush, and like there's all these little saplings everywhere, and so it's nice to see that. And you know, obviously we want it to come back, and we want to enjoy it as a green, lush forest up there, but. But it was cool. We we went on some roads that I haven't driven in years. I, I actually texted Warren. Like, there's one in particular that I literally haven't driven since like 2005. I remember because I took my my 318 IS out there, and uh, it was one of these that is super narrow and it has the redwoods on the apexes. Like it, uh, it's like the big redwood on the apex, and those are always fun, right? Like um um where you know you kind of clip them if you will, not obviously not hit them, but um but yeah, it was it was good to get out and drive and play around a bit. Um, and, and it was, it was actually really rad. It was a Friday and the roads were pretty empty. Like we had a couple cyclists in certain sections, but it was, it was a good run. No, no real, no real traffic out there. I, and, and he was saying that he's been driving, you know, cause he lives up there that he's been driving a lot during the week and like, it's been way, way more dead than usual, which is, which is cool for driving obviously, you know, so, um, yeah. cause of COVID and stuff. It might be, might be a, uh limited window of opportunity here for that stuff because once it starts raining all of a sudden just like mudslides and all that stuff i know like in felton there's like there are warnings that it it's basically like you're gonna have to watch out for debris uh coming out like they have signs yeah and it's all stuff that's happened in the past like it's a it's a recurring thing every you know 50 years or something Mm. that these these disasters seem to happen and then they know where the debris flows will go but it's yeah, pretty serious. Could be worse than the fires, in other words. Right, and that's typically after the fires, right? Because the the trees are no yeah. longer holding the soil together. And, no root, uh, no yeah. roots to hold the soil together. Yeah, right? and then all the ash too is like just like dust that turns to this like you know basically like a mud flow. Right. It's kind of like what happened in Montecito. They had you mm. know two inches of rain in half an hour, and it just blasted through, and I think it killed like twelve people or something. Yeah. Interesting. It was right after, right before our our rally down there and uh, the James fire, I believe. But um, crazy. So yeah, that's that must have been kind of apocalyptic and, and weird. But yeah. glad to hear that it's coming back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it again. You know, like I I don't necessarily recommend people go and check it out, right? Like there's people working up there and they're trying to clear stuff out. But if you do get a chance to go, yeah. you know, like um, it's interesting. I mean, it's a different. It's a very different landscape right now than what we're used to seeing up there. Yeah. That's cool. Ruben brought his 964 out, which I think he basically had in storage since COVID. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he was telling me about that. Um, he was. It, it's it's funny because like, you know, he's he was gone for so long. He was overseas. He was living in Europe forever, and um, I guess he had immediately jumped into the GT3 RS. And he was telling me how like the GT3 RS felt like so much easier to drive like than this thing now. Like, and immediately like as soon as he got into it, he he like went on cold you know, rock hard as any's in the morning. And like he had a few, uh, you know, <laughs> pucker, pucker moments. Pucker moments. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, and not even trying, you know, it's just like, because the you know, tires are cold and you kind of forget, um, you get rusty and, you know, um, and but, the GT three is so forgiving, right? Yeah. Or just, it's like a hero ridiculous. car. Right? Yeah. Just like, um, yeah. I, I saw that auto kennel or Paul from auto kennel posted a video, uh, and, and a thing up him up in the 991 GT3 RS. I think he went up to Newcombs and he called it the PlayStation GT3 or something. He's like, yeah, PlayStation That's GT3 right. was fun today, you know, cause he's used to driving, you know, hairy, more air cooled, like engaging cars, right. Uh, versus the new, new ones. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, Brian, what's up with the uh, any any updates before trivia here? Um, the eagle has landed. I've got the car at my house. Oh, oh. in my driveway. Cool, nice, sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, big ups to Joe and Sabrina for bringing it down, and huge ups to Kevin uh, for uh, <laughs> buffing this thing out. Feel like. Um, uh, I feel like I probably owe him more than I've paid him. Uh, <laughs> that was a big... Send him a pizza or two was, every, uh, every now and again. That was, that was a big thing. And um, the car looks great right now. So uh, I'm looking forward to making that post on DWA with some photos. I took some the yeah. day it got here. Um, Especially nice. that rear quarter, right? Like Anthony at City Dent, you said, did some crazy, yeah. amazing magic back there. I'm curious yeah. to see the before and after now. Yeah, yeah. So those will be posted soon, um, but uh, not uh, not much in development. Uh, just had other things going on, but it's it's parked here. Uh, I got a cover over it actually, um, and uh, just poking at it a little bit, kind of like crawling underneath. I I haven't had a good chance to. Every time I've gone up to see it, it's always been like kind of a rush to get a certain thing done. Um, and uh, now I can kind of crawl under. It's Got kind of a take your time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's got kind of a fun amount of ground clearance. I'm noticing just like kind of glancing <laughs> underneath it as I'm walking by. It's like w- feels way different than a 2002 or something where it just looks kind of low from the factory or most of the ones that we see are lowered too. But uh, yeah, it's it, it sticks up there. It it actually feels pretty stiff too. Um, I was jumping on the on, on the corners and, you know, just doing the standard like checking out the shocks, that sort of thing. Um, and it's stiff. Uh, so it sits tall, but it's got the hitch on the back. And I'm wondering if they changed the springs out or something like that to to do like towing package style. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, actually, th- there has been a big development. Uh, and that's the, uh, the garage, which has been a disaster area f- uh, here at my place for a uh, more than a few months and um did like a full day session this weekend uh and and got a lot of stuff organized got rid of a lot of stuff um i'm only like 70 percent there but um i think the plan will be to uh finish clearing it out and then maybe pull it in pull the volvo in and um give it a little home throw it up on jack stands and see what's up little winter project you can wrench on it anytime and not have to deal yeah with yeah potential rain yeah it's kind of nice yeah and i'm looking at um part of the deal is i i had to move some shelving around like one batch of shelves move it into our little uh lame plastic storage thing uh and then that frees up spot for a, a workbench which I just don't have yet. And um, so what that results in is my stuff like scattered everywhere. And I said, I'm using like a dresser uh, to store (laughs) stuff. And so um, I haven't, I haven't picked up a workbench yet, but um, that's coming soon. I'm I'm just trying to find, find the right one. There's a lot of good ones on Craigslist. I've been looking. If you see any, forward them over. I'll send them. I will. I will. Yeah. There's definitely a few. I saw some good ones. Um, This reminds me of bringing the um, bedroom lamp to lemons and then you have your dresser 
with like your tools and stuff and you have a bedroom lamp. Well, <laughs> you just bring the whole living room, you know, I mean, a, carp, a rug. Dude. Well, yeah, you might be pleased to know that my, my uh, garage floor finishing of choice is actually rugs. And so it works well <laughs> because uh, Christina kind of keeps waffling between different, different rugs that she likes. And I am the winner here because now I've got four to choose from <laughs> uh, that are that I just like I lay them out like um, kind of like middle middle eastern a... style where they're kind of like totally <laughs> yeah. contrasting and casbah um, exactly overlapping and yeah, stuff yeah yeah and it it makes it I think that's, it makes it nice um, that's kind of the Joe Toddy model I oh, think he yeah? had like really nice yeah like rugs under there and I mean now they're oil soaked but. Uh, you know, for the time being, it was very cozy. Yeah, so. yeah, cozy is the word I was thinking too. So we'll see. But nice. uh, yeah, my, I'm, I'm, I am like looking forward to just kind of tinkering on this thing and getting, getting, yeah, that's cool getting to a have nice, it in your house. Yeah, right. Because then you're like, anytime you have a free hour or you know, like you carve away a morning or something, you can just go out there and work on it instead of like. Oh, I've got to go get it. And that's right. the problem with having cars in storage or like yeah. at a warehouse. You're like, I got to go to the warehouse, get the car, do the thing, bring it back. Um, now you, you have just to like have it. Set aside the time where Brian right now, he can just go fuck with it. And then if Christina yells at him and goes, Hey, we, you know, he can, he can hop to it. Right right yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we'll I see. Like it. And then another uh, part of my plan here is I'm, I'm looking for inspiration with like vintage cars and, and you know vintage Volvos and and other other cars of the period. Um, and so I've been looking at a lot of like I have a a growing list of books that I want to order um, from back in the day. Uh, I'm not pulling the trigger on all of them because they all seem to be like fifty dollars each. But um, uh, yeah, that's kind of an exciting part. I see it as part of the process. It's like you get the right literature. Um, to get the right reference photos, um, I've poked around, you know, grabbing some from, uh, from the web too, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's all, it's all kind of fun. Cool. Cool. Uh, is it about that time? I'm ready. Brian, do the honors, please. Beautiful. It's trivia time, everybody. Trivia time. I'm trying to think of which question to start with here. How many? How um, many have we got? Just two. Okay. Two tonight. Um, there's a new threat from China. China. It's going to from China. China. Um, this is a threat uh, to other countries around China. Um, some would even call it a weapon they could use. What is it? COVID bomb. Who? Um, I'm going to say some kind of radio frequency, something wavy Mm. thing. You heard about those diplomats in the Cuba, uh, Cuban embassy and a few other places too. They, they complained of horrible headaches and, and vertigo and stuff. And they, they've been looking at it for years, couldn't figure it out. And they've decided that it's probably microwave radiation. Somehow they're beaming microwaves through buildings and fucking people up. (laughs) Can't prove who it is. Could be Russia. Could be China. China. It's like dog whistles or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. I'm going to go very similar to that. I'll, basically the same thing. Um, uh, Chinese pop music. New pop stars. Oh. And you're going to be That's, able to blast, be it, blast it over to the loudspeakers. Have it. That's mm, more of torture can, rather than a weapon. Yeah. You but, said maybe classified as a weapon. So that's a, I'm throwing it mm, out there. Right. Right. Uh, Lane. 
He I said COVID said bomb. bomb but, uh, oh, COVID bomb. Art, did you guess? Yeah, yeah I said Maybe the radiation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're all around. Whistle tips. Do you sorry, want me to sorry. guess again, too? You want me to listen? Yeah, please guess again. <laughs> this is um, changing the weather. Whoa. They're okay. now actually uh, have found out how to modify the weather, and they can cover an area larger than India Holy moly. with seeded clouds or taking their rain away. Whoa. Stealing rain from another country. <laughs> Take what? the rain away. What the fuck? <laughs> Are these the Care Bears or something? I know. <laughs> uh, cloud seeding's been around for a long time. It works by injecting small amounts of silver iodide into clouds with a lot of moisture, yeah, heard which like then that, condenses yeah. around the new particles, becoming heavier and eventually falling as precipitation. But uh, these neighboring countries, there is concern and speculation that. Maybe if India and China were to get into like a conflict, a Cold War style, China could steal their reign and ruin their economy. Oh, for, yeah, agriculture, right? This sounds Isn't very similar to like X-Men stuff where they each have like natural <laughs> powers, know, right? Yeah, and they're like, sure. this so one this makes lightning. Yeah, Storm. Yeah, storm is, is taking, yeah, they built, they made a, a, a robotic storm that's taking people's reign. This and says a... Uh, Lack of proper coordination of weather modification activity could lead to changes of charges of rain stealing between neighboring regions, both within China and with other countries. That's some crazy shit. Um, this is also, uh, if you ever see, they have like a big military operation or parade. Mm. The sky is like blue all of a sudden. They shut down all the factories and they they use this technology to make the skies uh, clear. Really. Whoa. It's cra- absolutely crazy. So, to me well, that this tell is me about large. the what's the you mentioned the rain one seeding clouds, but what's the way to make things clear? How do you steal this stuff away? I don't know. Like vacuum? I'm not sure. I think no, I don't. I don't know. It says um, they would. Uh, China could adopt more ambitious geoengineering projects. Um, so, radical solutions such as seeding the atmosphere with reflective particles could theoretically help reduce temperatures. It's crazy. Like yeah. putting glitter in the sky. What is this? A strip club? <laughs> like not good. All right. And uh, it's not just for China too. It's going to affect everything. Right. So anyways, that's that next question. Um, are you familiar with the brand Supreme? Yeah. Yes. You, I've seen the stickers. Streetwear. You've seen, we don't really know what it is or what it yeah, does, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it's something. There's lines and stuff. And yeah, it's a box that has the, the, the font. And now everyone knocks them off. And yeah. Yeah. Um, There is a kid who started collecting all of the t-shirts they've ever made. So they've come in different colors, different graphics, yada, yada, yada. Those, that collection, um, which is 253 different shirts is going up for auction at Christie's. (laughs) Christie's. What? Yeah. What is the reserve or not reserve the estimate? Give me the estimate of the entire collection. So the whole thing is that they, they do like super, super limited drops, right? Like uh, they only make 500 of each or 50 of each thing. So it's, it's just like, like the sneaker, sneaker sneakers. game and stuff, right? It's same totally. Thing. You wait yeah. in line and you get like one sh- and you hope to get a shirt and then. So we're so collecting 300 bucks. Collecting all of these is a real big deal. Like yeah. being able to get it Apparently all. it may be the only collection in existence. The only How many? 250 collection. shirts? 250 pieces. Yeah. Yeah. 
250. Dude. And so there, to, to get here, I'm sure, you know, he didn't wait in line for each of them. It's not that easy. There's some that he missed. So there's some that he had to pay up for to complete the collection. Probably a, a big yeah. p- portion of those. So he has already, whoever's selling this, uh, but you know, forked out probably a decent amount of cash to try to get yeah. these pieces. So Brian, by the Brian way, he's twenty. First. Okay, twenty-one years old, uh, Canadian fashion student who started buying the gear when he was fourteen. So there you go. Pretty ahead of his time here. Just decided to go all in, and yeah. now he's he's landed here. Brian, estimate six sixty k. I'm going okay. one point three million. No way. Not even close. I'm doing 300 grand. Okay. Um, Art definitely wins. What? $2 million mm. to $2.5 million oh US God. dollars. Oh so I was God. guesstimating, five, I was doing 5000 per shirt, right? Like just somewhere it's, around there. But It's 8000 per shirt. But the fact that you also have them all together, all of them, right? That's a whole <laughs> other thing. Wow. I've been paying uh, eight grand for a t-shirt, dude. Wow. 7,900 per t-shirt. <laughs> this, uh, these t-shirts will be at Christie's if you're interested. So right. as a collector, Go that's going to be Christie's. a very hard thing to display, right? I mean, what do you just have a whole wall and they're all framed and it's like chronological you order. Need to, you don't need to display them all. Kinda. I think you would display the most rare. It would be the like, rarest. yeah. And then you'd have like a, a rolling video. They always have like a <laughs> you know screen up behind <laughs> or something. I, I'm with you, Brian. What do you do with it? What I mean, I get it that, it? like, you know, as the generations, you know, change and, and now all of a sudden, like, the stuff that people are going to think are desirable, uh, that changes too. And so people in our age range or his age range that grew up with that and now have money, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to yeah. want to collect something. This, I mean, a cool brand with limited editions, like, that makes sense to me. But... Then at the same time, like, what do you do? I don't know. Yeah. I, thought I don't Supreme, know. Like, Supreme, like, jumped the shark a couple years ago. I saw a really good a bumper ago. sticker the other day. It was in the Supreme red with white font yeah. burrito. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I'm down. Yeah. Burrito Supreme. Yeah. Um, But you know what I always say? You can't drive a T-shirt. Yeah. But you can so, drive while wearing it. So I guess, yeah, you can't wear I, this T-shirt. You oh, can't wear right. it. You yeah, wear you can't wear them. them. Yeah. Exactly right. All right, that's podcast. All right, keep main. the tags on. Keep the tags on. Later. Yeah. Oh, check your uh, yeah. wheel uh, torque, everyone. Yes. I had another person holler at me that theirs was Colin Hill said, went on a long drive, checked, all loose. So Dang. it can happen to you. Shouts out. Okay. Bye. That's it. Later. See ya. Adios. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. 
it really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.